just a snippet of it, just to share um, and honor and respect um, all our female uh, warriors, our life givers. Um, it's always great to it's always great to acknowledge our our, our women. My name is Francis Bolton. This is my final reflection for our CYC class 4467. Our reflection, I'd like to start, begin as a four and a half year old indigenous girl who lived in a small community in Kitimat village of 700 then we relocated to um, Prince Hubert for a short while and then we relocated to Vancouver by the time I was four and a half and by the time we relocated to Vancouver um, my mum had left so there is an image of a young girl who's four and a half, five, uh, with big cheeks, dark brown skin, with long hair, um, with a, I don't know if you'd call it a wrestle rope, a latchkey kid, where I would walk home with my younger sister because my mom no longer lived with us and my dad was a fisherman so I had extended uh, 10 uncles and aunts to take care of me. So I was one of those children parents who took care of their family, took care of the home, took care of the younger sibling. That is... That moved about 10 times in my elementary years in Vancouver area and <clears throat> when they say it takes a community to raise a child um, up until the age of four and a half five that was my uh, glorious life that has helped me become who I am today and that is a part of our culture and that is um, a basis of strength um, as a CYC practitioner um, growing up with our family is one of the cultural aspects we have in our work with uh, with immigrants um, and with other diverse groups that have um, family members raise the raise the younger children my personality I am not one for podcasts however I've recently discovered that I get to talk and talk and I do not have to um, wait for somebody's response or for somebody to interrupt my um, my ability to speak I have a severe learning disability, however, when I was in elementary school, I was in the honor roll, so I am 
unsure how my brain became what it is. And so doing a podcast at age 51 is a pretty cool thing for this um, this mom of a 15-year-old and a 22-year-old is pretty hip and cool. This self-understanding is vital in our work as a CYC child and youth care practitioner working in this field for over 30 years already. I began at 30 years ago, 31 years ago, uh, at Langara's um, early childhood education program because my goal was to become a principal. And in order to become a principal, I would need to be a teacher an elementary teacher and I didn't want to start there I wanted to start um, before children came into the elementary field and I did work with infants and toddlers for two years as well so my practical experience for 30 years has been working in the field as an infant toddler worker, as a daycare worker, as a youth worker in varied, varied jobs, a homeless shelter most recently, and with the Coquitlam and Vancouver School Districts for 23 years. That's that's my that's my life in a few minutes. And in regards to our weekly reflections, those I don't know about anybody else, but those took a lot out of me because it was a lot of work to um, to highlight uh, my reflections. Um, and I began and came in hard nosed with the informed consent piece i came in as a um as a collective response is probably more um of what um what i needed for this and to rather look at it um from an individual standpoint um informed consent is is totally relevant and totally important um, and I did have um, more of an understand more of an understanding in the following weeks um, regarding informed consent and the the personal and cultural um, aspects that um, that 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 comes from I use that um, in my work with my students, especially um, especially with children, and more often um, continually repeating it with my youth as they may forget, and I want them to have an understanding that I am a safe person uh, that they can talk to, 
and to be able to provide that space for for children and youth. The silence and the space are two varied things, but they also um, walk along beside each other. Um, the silence and the space, and that's one thing that I have found most relevant in this in this course, especially, uh, is the provision of space is so key. Um, and that silence is okay. Some may not be comfortable with it. I used to be uncomfortable with uh, silence and thinking that you had to fill the space with, with anything, music, conversation. And I believe that that is a real growth because before I used to be uncomfortable with silence. I used to be uncomfortable with um, providing space and upon reflection those are totally relevant in our field as a CYC practitioner, child and youth practitioner that that is uh, really um, really important and also one of the things that has grown, I had forgot to mention that I grew up as a preteen and graduated in the same space um, despite having had 10 uh, different home locations 10 different schools um, I ended my grade 4 to 12 year um, residing in one place which um, was totally rare for myself in, the, in my adult years and but during that time, that, that provision of space, um, we lived in a co-op um, that had 90% capacity of um, women who were LGBTQ, uh, uh, single moms. So from that standpoint, I had a relevant understanding, a normalcy, if you want to say, for... Two-Spirit and LGBTQ um, people, which has totally come full circle, I guess you could say, in that in recent months, the past recent months, my 15-year-old son, um, I pulled out my CYC toolkit and, and had asked him, you know, um, what what non-binary pronoun would you like to be called and with providing space and having my tools my daughter became my son right in that four-day weekend and his name is still Italia because it stems from the growth of my stepmom who was Squamish and that was part of her half of her traditional uh, Squamish name and his name is still Italia but his second name is Italia France in respect and honor of my grandmother 
whom I had shared many, many stories with, when I say it takes a community to raise a child, my grandmother Frances um, was so significant in who I am uh, from her love since I was an infant. Getting back to uh, Two-Spirit and LGBTQ for my integration paper on exploration, I had read over 50 research papers because I just wanted to know more. I needed to know more. And I did learn and read in my research about um, about this uh, concept and from an American Indian ideology and from the Canadian standpoint um, that our indigenous history of two-spirit and LGBTQ um, people um, and their story and their relevance in that um, they their views of the world and their views of people are are on a higher more layered standpoint uh, perspective than um, than us um, other people I'm not going to say normal people I'm going to say other people they 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 have a gift of being able to see more that's one thing I noticed about um, my son um, as I reflect on my personal history um, looking at photos and looking at stories um, that my son is more aware of how um, he perceives people and that's one of our indigenous um, beliefs is that and I, I just love that 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 they are like the the seers of the world. They are the ones that are our teachers. They are the ones that are medicine people. They are the ones that are the helpers of our community. They are the ones that can speak for either side. And my son is transgendered, and I am so proud to see the smiles. So many moments of the day now that we are in. A, um, a COVID um, being at being at home, I get to see so much more now than when I worked um, 35 hours a week. So, on a personal reflection, um, I am I am a proud mom of two sons, and. As a CYC practitioner, those experience I had as a preteen, a teenager of uh, residing on Commercial Drive, it was it's a still a diverse uh, community of nationalities. It's also it was also and still is and continues to be a diverse um, community of genders. And this is where I choose to reside for 
from that aspect as a parent for my children to be able to witness um, how the world could, should, would be uh, in a safe space is what my choice is. Wow. My lived experience as a child and a youth was I was, to the best of my knowledge, I was physically and emotionally abused and I was physically physically neglected. I've seen in my CYC practice, I have seen uh, children who are the parents. And that's what I was at the age of four to have five. My grandmother, um, my grandparents uh, were not a part of our life after that point um, until I was a teenager. So I understand when I um, am working with youth and mainly with youth who are the parents of the of the household due to addictions and due to neglect um, and those kinds of things and taking and putting aside um, younger Fran to be able to work with my clients is very very relevant and very important for me to take um, whatever my personal beliefs are and put them aside to be able to work with the family that I'm working with. And that is like one of those things that I've found is really important in the work as a CYC practitioner. I am not Florence Nightingale. I am not meant to be the hero of this story of the families that I work with in their story. Um, it is, it is, it is their... I can help provide some tools, but sometimes that is hard. Um, I was going to mention um, grief and loss. That is also something that along in our culture is very important and from a strength-based I'd perspective I use the I use my CYC toolkit um, to use November as my month for grief and loss for myself uh, for my self-care I take um, November to um, remember and accept and take the time for those loved ones who have passed on. Today, my great uncle passed away. He turned 90 on Saturday and he was talking with our family about um, he needs to pack his suitcase to be able to, um, to go home. And so he, he died this morning and I'm I've had a week to deal with this grief and loss. We all age, we all grow up, you know, we grow old and then it's time for us to move on and 
And so the month of November is my month to do the grief and loss. Um, it um, walks alongside uh, Remembrance Day and it walks alongside uh, Indigenous Veterans Day, which is November 8th. So the whole month is a time when I um, use my toolkit to talk about death and to talk about grief and loss in the respect of um, how we could help our child, our family uh, with this loss. I have um, worked with um, I have worked with Asian clients and and I had done this in November and the teacher and the, the student came up to me and he had a smile on his face and he goes, my mom died. He goes, I have, my dad won't let us talk about um, my mom and helped me he was I believe he was eight I was in an elementary school and I felt I felt so grateful that um, like I said I'm not I'm not I'm choose to not be seen as a hero but just somebody to be able to help um, help provide some space to be able to have grief to be able to have loss and I think I I think I do that I think I do that in a good way um, from my indigenous culture I share um, that we do burnings that we do food spirit food plates um, and where where our cultural values are similar to down here and how this is never seen um, and I try to add um, in my work um, the space with with water a beautiful glass decanter um, takes on some of that some of that energy and when the client leaves then the water spilt dumped and then I replace it with fresh water for um, the next conversation with another client or colleague um, and then the water is spilt because the water is collective and it takes on the energy is what I learned in my uh, trauma classes at the Justice Institute Also, uh, being able to have uh, grandfather stones, um, I embrace the idea, the ideology, ide the perspective of grief and loss. Um, I never say that your 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 my uncle is going on to a better place. I never say anything like that. It's about the it's about the client and and how they they perceive their loss and and the ability to try and understand how different cultural perspectives um, work with their grief and loss and adding a layer of this is how um, West Coast Indigenous people in my territory and here in the Lower Mainland. Um, work with grief and loss 
is something that um, I feel very comfortable with in the month of November. And with COVID, um, I had a lot of collective uh, grief and loss and working through that uh, as a student and as a mother, uh, as a as a practitioner um, working in the homeless shelters um, during COVID was was something that was a difficult but also more of a safer um, place to provide the space um, for for moms leaving abusive relationships and that the COVID you had to maintain a distance it provided a space and being able to um, provide um, space and silence for the clients that I seen there um, really helped um, in the clients choosing uh, a narrative approach um, for those clients that I did see at the homeless shelter during COVID times, um, it's an intense time and this is truly a learning curve for me that I will take extra, extra care to um, help our clients take care of themselves, for my children to take care of themselves, for my friends and colleagues. Um, a reminder for all of us to stop and take the time to uh, to take good mental health of our, our beings. And I understand I've come a long way, but I still have more to witness and see that in the past intermittent 10 years that I have continued on this path of uh, child and youth care practitioner, I would like to continue on to um, have my master's and Indigenous um, solo mom to be able to have her master's. I will be, I will be the first to have a degree in three generations of my family and I would like to go on to get my master's not for the sake of having a big huge head but for the sake of I have learned so much and there's still so much more for me to relearn that that I that I respect um, child and youth care and that there is still so much research and knowledge and, and teachings that I because I'll be working into my 70s. I had a, um, in last year, I had the opportunity to work alongside an 85-year-old um, child and youth care worker uh, who lives next to the uh, U.S. border in Surrey. And yeah, I want that to be me. I want to be working into, into my 85th year to the 70s as full-time and then after that um, to be able to help because this is my passion this is um, who I am I'm a helper in the community and 
CYC is such a diverse community globally. Um, I've been able to see the work that other CYCs do. And I think, at least I'm thinking about a master's for, for an Indigenous solo mom of two to come from an impoverished uh, family to have such strength in in the community and and a team of um, colleagues and classmates to have that support um, I have a great space of support supportive team in myself that appreciate all those who help hold me up as I help hold up other clients and families moving forward. Haichika Osiam Yoke.